Hello, everyone, and welcome to my episode two podcast with Melissa Tonys. That's what she said. We're back. Um, it was quite something to get started on our first podcast, and we've had a lot of feedback. What I loved at the beginning when I first checked the stats is that it was a 50-50. It was like 47, 53 male, female listeners. And that got me excited. And so I had been talking with a really, really uh, good friend of mine, someone whom I admired from afar for a long time. And then we, you know, got friends because I stalked her, I think, actually. I'd always go sit by her on the soccer bench because I just, I, I caught her vibe right away. So I've got my wonderful, wonderful friend, Monica Friesen here today. Monica, welcome! Thank you so much. That's quite the introduction. I'm, uh, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Oh, man. So how long have we known each other? I remember one summer in Kamloops, Dee was a sub-in, right? Mm-hmm. She, like, filled in on one of the teams. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. You'd remember that. So how did we meet? Your What was your experience? I always like to explain to people how we know each other. How it, You mean, like, through soccer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just because. Yeah, of course. Um, and... It's, I think, 100% uh, obvious energy matching. Um, when somebody has a positive vibe, vibe about them, mm-hmm. just like if somebody has a negative vibe oh, yeah. about them, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious. And you know what happened to my very own daughter? <laughs> she got told in grade 11, she was too bubbly and stop it. Don't I know that? Don't, you, what a ridiculous thing to say to somebody. Mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. is like a close friend. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, so I was just devastated. Not anymore. Well, actually, <laughs> no. they are. No, they I'm just are, joking. I'm yeah, joking. no, they, they are. And the cool thing is, and one of the many things I adore about my daughter is, uh, you know, her Christianity. It's mm-hmm. like community first, oh, man. Yeah. I'm all about like, hey, I made a mistake. Why should I be? Yeah, yeah. What do they call it now? Silenced, um... You know, um, yeah. You know, on the internet, on the internet, when oh, canceled, censored. canceled. Yeah, don't no, censor canceled. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cancel culture, right? Yeah, it's and true. So- I remember my first real tender moment with Delena, and that was we were driving in the inner city. I, I, I think I picked her up to go to the Commonwealth for training and stuff, and um, we walked. We we drove by some inner cities that were um, obviously homeless, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we now attend an inner city church actually called Father's House here in Edmonton. Um, a plug for Fa- Edmonton Father's House if you want to check it out. It's awesome. And we serve right next to the old Remand Center there. So it's a real servant oh, leader. Oh, exactly where that yeah, is. Yeah. Sure. So M- Mary Brophy Park is in our back alley. So we see some things. <laughs> but I remember Dee and she, uh, my kitten wants in the, in the office. So I guess that's going to happen. Come on, Bella. Yeah, I know. You don't want to miss the podcast. Girl, <laughs> Sweet girl. girl. power. <laughs> so she just uh, looked at these people and, you know, she, she she said, I wish I could do something for for them so bad. And she um, she got tears in her eyes. And she oh. was a young girl. Like, I know I told you about this, but like maybe they were. No, you're reminding me, yeah, though, 12. that I didn't. Yeah, under tw- it was under 12. Yeah. And because Delena subbed up, remember that yeah. one? Yeah. And I said, wow, what a beautiful spirit you have, honey. And I was weeping up as well because us empaths, you know what we do. And so I just knew that girl was going to be a part of my tribe no matter what I had to do. And then, of course, as I got to know you, I knew why she was that way. Right. So we're here because uh, of faith. 
of our faith and Absolutely. Our, our daughters, our great friends, they stayed in touch all through uh, university. Was that not the sweetest? Yeah. Last year at this time, they sent each other that Valentine's package. Oof, that gets my mama heart. Yep. Yeah, it's very cool. It was to very know, special. To know that there's that kind of support out there in that fashion, yeah. right? I mean, 19-year-old so, girls, too. And they get it. And uh, as much as we don't want to... Um, maybe, you know, quote-unquote, admit it. Um, they know so much more than we did at their age, yet even more than that, almost closer to what we yeah, are now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they've, it's like they grew they up so much. fast. They know exactly. That's I feel what for those at. kids. They yeah, know too much. For sure. They're exposed to so much, yeah. and so much of it isn't even real stuff, right? Like you're like, no, honey, they, yeah. don't, they don't really look like that. Mm, mm. No, honey, they don't really do that. It's not really like that. You know, and no, you will lose and you will feel like crap and nobody will care. You don't get a participation ribbon, honey. You know, and in this culture that they've lived in, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's turned out pretty good. So, well, good job, mama. Yeah. Good well, job, Daddy. Good job, Dave. Shout out, Dave. Absolutely. He's an amazing dad. And your your son, too. Uh, you know, you've got a great family. Um, we really admire you as a family as well. And we've all become your friends, right? I'm going to let this cat out. She's going like, to let me crazy. Girl, <laughs> sorry. You're out. Um, so we've talked a lot about what's happening in our culture with our daughters. Mm. I'm sporting my Jackson State University mom uh, hoodie in honor of my daughter's faith and Cassia Tonys who went to Jackson State. Shout out. Woo! And uh, you can shout out your girl. Go ahead. Shout oh, her out. Oh, my girl, D. Huh? Do you want to tell them that story? Oh, you tell that story. <laughs> uh, my daughter's name is Delena. And um, shout out to her and her absolute joy and happiness that she lives in. Mm. So yeah, I really she's a joy feed bringer. off of that. Yeah, really. But she went to uh, university she went in the to United McNeese. States. Yeah. She went to McNeese State, yeah, and university. And uh, yeah, she graduates uh, this May. And she became a little rock star there. She was just such a, a a leader on that team. But she, you know, she showed a lot of um, just courage to head down. And 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 I know the worst moment of my life. Mm. I will never forget it. Other than losing my mom, was that day I drove away. Mm. I popped a Valium <laughs> that my mom had slipped into my purse. Wow. And I looked back, and there was my little girl, tears running down her face, yeah, looking at me drive away, and the and I'm hanging out yeah. the window, and and my husband Andrew was like, you know, just like you know, let me do it, but till we're out of sight, and and Faith, if she was here, I hope she's okay with it, but like, boy, she said, oh, mom, that was a painful moment. Yeah, funny, funny you should say that because. Uh, so what happened with Delena is uh, she went down to university two months, almost two months ahead of what would be considered the start of school yeah, because she yeah. was an athletic yeah. student. So, and her season uh, started. They had to report anyway mid July. Yeah, so, I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. So Hated that. Dave said to me, my husband, <laughs> absolutely thinking of me only. 
I come to find out, of course, you know, he goes, why don't you go down with Delena in July? The two of you can fly down oh, together and, you know, stay in a hotel for a couple of nights, go find a place to live for her, like get her all, you know, get her all settled. And then he says, you know, you fly home, she'll have to stay behind and, you know, yep. and then we'll go down together, you know, for the big move in. Um, and I, I remember the time going, what, what? I like how can he think this is a good This is not okay. No. Nope. I was so this is mad. Not okay. I was so mad. I did not <laughs> I my brain and heart did not go anywhere no. but oh I was mad. Anyway, so when he came down with me the, the, or when the two of us went back for the actual move-in date <laughs> we drove away. He sobbed oh, yeah. for an hour straight. Yeah. He grabbed me by the hand and he said, I am so sorry. <laughs> he just, you know. Yeah. No, they don't. So again, I'm just relating. Know, right? Yeah, just relating. Yeah. You you do not know. Somebody maybe have the best intentions. As he did, he yeah, thought this would be mother, special. daughter, special. You know, and I'm like, ah. yeah. No, was that was so, no fun yeah. doing that by myself, baby. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's that's the thing. So we... Today's episode, I am naming Share the Love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we've talked a lot about how you came up, uh, you know, in the career path, sort of like, I guess, mm -hmm. 80s would have mm -hmm. been that time for you. Um, and that must have been something. And, you know, our girls, they don't know that way of life. Mm -hmm. They don't know the culture that we were uh, um, sort of trying to put our heads up in, in a way that uh, was very difficult. And, and being marginalized can be a real challenge for any culture. It doesn't matter whether it's gender-based or um, whether it's your, your sexual orientation or, or perhaps um, your, your color of skin. I don't think being marginalized is ever okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think those women in the 80s have some idea of what it feels like to be marginalized. And we've chatted a lot about that as friends. I thought you'd be the best person to share your journey. And you mm -hmm. have got an amazing story to share with us about a powerful woman mm -hmm. en français. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, when you and I discussed what the topic would be today, immediately... Um, I'm thinking, no, you know what? Uh, I got to go straight to thanking the women in my life oh, yeah. for opening my eyes and allowing me to be who, you know. And I've also been exposed to two important men in my life who respect, you know, uh, a, a woman and a woman's intelligence, right? Um, and that's my father and my now husband. Bravo, bravo. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, talk about rare and few and, right? Yeah. So us women, you know, I go back to think about it. My great, my grandmother, well, actually my great-grandmother, who lived to be 101, wow. had a double mastectomy when she was 40. She survived that. And she had to bury all 13 of her children. Oh my gosh. My grandmother. That is some serious longevity. You look out world. Right? If Monica lives to be 101, <laughs> this world will be a better place. Oh my gosh. No, but, um, and then I thought about my grandmother. Again, this is all maternal. Yeah. Uh, so my grandmother was the first woman in Quebec. 
to get her license. Seriously. She's the first woman driver, like licensed driver. The first female in yep. Quebec to yep. ever get her driver's license. Correct. You can look at What up. was your grandmother's name? Exactly. Your great grandmother's name. Say her oh, name. Oh, my grandmother okay. is the license. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can look her up. Her name is Yvonne Morel, M O R E L. And uh, her husband, Albert, Albert Morel, uh, when they were married, uh, they, uh, well, he owned a gas station, the local gas station. And when they first married, she was the one that used to help around. So she used to go to town to pick up parts that had been delivered from maybe Detroit or, sure. you know. So she started driving. And here she was, this woman driving to, you know, a custom auto part, yeah. whatever. To the Napa store. To nowadays. the Napa, exactly. Off to the Napa know. store yeah. she goes. Shout out, Napa. I don't know why I'm oh, shouting yeah. out. <laughs> Send me some money. Sponsor yeah, right. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I come from the, yeah, bad blood. Anyway, yeah. no, uh, she'd walk up to the counter, you know, saying that there was a delivery for the Morel gas station, right? Service station. They'd try to give her a cheaper part than what they paid for. <laughs> and my grandmother said, no, this is not what... Uh, like, could you imagine a woman in those days, which would have been... Excusez-moi, monsieur! Uh, no, no, exactly. <laughs> this would have been the late, mid, mid-twenties. Right? Sure. Wow, that she is a pants. serious yep. Wonder Woman. I am, yep. I am uh, channeling your uh, grammaire in my Wonder Woman glass today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, seriously, bold. She would drive down the street, though. Uh, you'd think it'd be impressive. <laughs> As, uh, you know, you can look all the way back to how people react to, you know, a celebrity of some kind, you know, or somebody who's, who dares to, to be ahead different. of their time. Yeah, right? You know, maybe let's use PETA as, as an example. I mean, I don't always, you know, shout out things like that, but I think... Like, if, if someone feels strongly enough, because I know how much you love animals, um, Monica has trained a lot of famous <laughs> movie animals, just mm. as a little uh, t- a little side. No, no, no. She's a retired dog trainer, a pet trainer. Um, oh, look, her phone's on the floor, and it's barking just because she is an animal lover. That's so funny. So, so the sorry. joys of the podcast. There we go. So, anyway, so someone who loves animals and decides, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. So people need to be able to stand on what is um, their belief system and why, why would we ridicule them for their choices, right? So I, I just think she was doing something that they had never seen before, but what you said happened even shocked me. Right. I couldn't believe it when I, I, I actually recently came to this information. They would throw, the local women, not the men, the right. local women would throw eggs and tomatoes at her as she drove by, you know, calling her names. <laughs> so what do you think that hate really was? Like, what yeah. would you explain it in your terms? Because I always like the way you see things. Like, yeah. I think, I think anything different... Um, out of the normal, out of what's considered a routine, you know what I mean, normal, um, is scary to yeah, people. It's change. very scary, right? But, I mean, look at the world. It's, it's changed, immensely changed by all the things. But what I love is, you know, the, the braveness to be the one. But at the time, she 
pr- probably had no idea what she was doing or that I would be talking about her right now. Yeah, know? how did she know? She didn't she know. She knew know, what was inside yeah. her. Do you know that uh, she flew, so she had a cousin who was a monk in Japan. She flew to see him. This is in the, la- yeah, yeah. This this is early, early. She couldn't even 60s. vote yet. <laughs> No, this, How ridiculous is that? That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Oh, that's but, a whole other podcast. But, but she but, couldn't even vote yet, but she flew over the big pond. Yeah. Uh, well, bigger by than herself. Yeah. yeah. It took 30 hours to get there. Wow. Yeah, she just had trouble in you her You know, solo. I can't wait. You make sure she's on the front of the line when you're introducing and meet uh, those angels in heaven when we get there. Isn't wow. she something? I know. So we have learned in training in the coaching world, which I have sort of been dabbling for the last couple of years, as a, as a trained coach now, the thing I learned about cellular memory was really interesting. And so you'll see these little memes floating around that go, oh, your mom's inside your baby's babies because your cell and that is a true scientific fact right mm-hmm. so your your grandma and your mama's mm-hmm. cells live on inside of you and inside of, of d right of course so so i mean any other part of grandma's story you want to share there well i you know anyway i'm just saying it's um you asked me how i felt about her and it hasn't really dawned on me yeah. what she went through and yet day to day for her it was just her and her husband surviving, yeah. and she she wanted Did to do you, that. You had to do. She and raised so, six kids. Wow. And three boys, three girls. So my mom yeah. was one of the girls. My two aunties, Lillian and Denise. Uh, Denise Morel wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. She had to be a nurse. Wasn't allowed to be a doctor mm. in those days. My aunt Lillian is a Franciscan nun. She has her master's in music. And is probably one of the only, uh, I don't know if I want to say like living people, but you know, there's very few people out there that can still play those pipe organs. She's up there, yeah. She's She's up there with the elite because it is less, it's less, wow. You know, I think. She sat on Vatican too, women's issues. These gifted women, these spiritually gifted women, as as you and I are spiritually gifted, um, I want to, you know, shout out to the spiritually gifted listening. and, and St. Francis. Yeah, we want to call you out. <laughs> we want to call you guys out. Mm-hmm. And we want to say, you know, don't, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to let your power show because your people will recognize you. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can think whatever you're thinking about what I'm saying there. But what I know is that's why Monica and I were drawn to each other. And that's why our girls were drawn to each other because mm-hmm. they recognized that their tribe or their vibe was right in front of them. Well, vulnerability is a gift. Like vulnerability is a horrific thing to bear. People don't understand that you should sh- share it like yeah. it's meant to be Accept shared yeah it. and then what happens is then people around you understand how brave that is that's what happens and then what happens to them monica tell me what they do after they see you have the courage right hopefully start we something awaken something we pass, stir something what is it pay forward right? yeah or a legacy if you will like mm-hmm. my, i think we're both here today not because we're anything but wanting more for people to learn from what we've experienced like those women before us taught us and like our girls are teaching us in oh, this bold bold world I, I call my girls woke and they joke 
and say maybe I'm a little woke, but I think, you know, I'm awakening mm-hmm. is what's happening. And, mm-hmm. and part of my awakening was getting to know you and, and being your friend, which is why you were right at the top of my list to want to be chatting with you about something as important as sharing the love with men and women. Mm-hmm. Because what we want you to know is that we don't want to be greater than you. And we don't want to be less than you. We want to stand with you. We want to be equal partners. Making the world a better place, yeah? Community. We are not gender valuing. This is not what we do today. So if I have the ability to serve in a capacity, in a gifted way, should it matter what genitalia happens to be on my body? In this world, this is not a, a, an a a woke statement because now we are allowing people to have permission to be who they want to be even in their own gender so we are leveling the the playing field in some ways so can we not see that someone who is a gifted healer could have made a a difference if she had been allowed to be a doctor Mm -hmm. you know And, and and it is what it is so what were you coming up in your career path? What did you do for a living? Right. Well, um, I basically my high school counselor told me that, oh, gee, you like animals? Okay, you have to be a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, on it. And then, <laughs> and then I look up, oh, I have to have oh, 75% <laughs> or higher chem, math, physics, bio. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, anyway. Us, yeah, us healers aren't good at the, science the, all the time. <laughs> Not some are, uh, not this, not me, and apparently pretty, not you. <laughs> it was pretty intimidating. They told me to be a vet as well. We talked about this. That's so funny. Yeah, you so, know, or a nurse. Maybe you could be a nurse if you were really smart, or mm, probably a teacher, though. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. and no offense, right? Like that, a teacher is one of the most. Uh, but I, that's what you know. they didn't understand. Is yeah. you need you need to want to be those. Like it's not something you do. And that's where people miss the boat on service. Ah, this is it. John Maxwell, my coach, says it's a calling, not a career. Correct. It's it's it is service. There is no two ways about Mm -hmm. it. How you handle it is very it doesn't have to be um, fireworks. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Paid forward. No, yeah, it's not like right. (laughs) You don't have to have a song and dance. No, it's like. And this is what I, I, you know, I've said this to my partner many times. I've said this to my kids, of course. Anyone whom I've um, chatted with about this type of thing is like, if you find something you love, it won't feel like work. Then you'll know you're in the right place. Yeah, that's We don't all get the luxury of that. You know, that's, I really struggle with that one for my kids in particular nowadays. Yeah, this world is a little different. It is very different. That's sort of my experience, right? Yeah, so here's the thing. So that's the time I was in. So we're in a new time. You are right. It had to, well, for instance, so I graduated in the mid-ish 70s. (laughs) (laughs) And and off I went to university to be a veterinarian. And then (laughs) one of my professors pulls me aside, you know, go, no. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Oh, sweetie. (laughs) Yeah. You see this mark? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Way to try. No, but 
Anyway, um, and of course the old too much sympathy, yeah. empathy, all of it, right? Yeah. Too much, too much. Just so, absorbing all that stuff. So it was too much negative mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. my poor little puppy loving soul. You know I you know yeah. I'm experiencing yeah. that yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. babe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh so anyway, I come home and um a friend of mine says, Hey, my mom is opening up a travel agency, mm-hmm. a corporate travel agency. Um if you take this course at at the time I was in Vancouver, so BCIT, yep. same as Nate. Uh, back then it was called um oh what's my what's my degree? Um anyway, I'll think of it in a minute. Oh, um, not hospitality, but uh, it's it's gone. The word's gone. Anyway, uh and I also knew French. So sure. they thought that was yeah, an being asset. Bilingual yeah. is yeah. definitely an asset. Right, right. So I became a travel agent. It was really cool, you know. Yeah. But I was in an office and Within an office building. I was in the West Coast Energy Building. It's the building uh, in Vancouver that's uh, on a stilt, like a big a big square cube. It was the first sort of earthquake-proof oh, building. Yeah. And the elevator goes through the middle of this building. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah. And, I have to uh, check it out. You will. You yeah. will. Yeah, anyway. The reason I'm mentioning that is I remember one day sitting there at my desk and all these people going, we were on the same floor as the cafeteria. All these people going, you know, to their breaks and lunch and da 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 And it was all men. I just remember it hitting me, like, wow. And there was the odd male girl. Uh, male as an M-A-I-L, male delivery. Yeah, you know, male delivery she did, girl. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, those girls were, you know, 17, 18, just out of school like I was, right? You know, and just all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, and then slam the men walk in you know and wow it sure makes you i used to hear comments that the men would make about the male male delivery girl as they walk by of course you know lunch breaks like i said coffee breaks and the crudeness of their comments i was so stunned by in front of you no, but they were passing by. Oh, they didn't know. Like, my overheard. office was... Yeah, I overheard. Sure. Correct. But shameless, none the same. Yeah. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I, it was my first, first taste of that. Because here's what I grew up with, luckily enough. Uh, well, so look I at got, your <laughs> that, that too. But my own father, uh, when I was... So I my first official office job, I was 17, right? Oh, yeah. So... He says, okay, well, we're taking you to the bank. You're going to take out a balloon loan. At the time, you paid no interest if you paid it back right away, yeah. but it established your credit. Sure. You know? So as a woman, you got a, some independence. Uh, right. Dad. He goes, you're going to get life insurance, and you're going to get uh, your own credit card, and you're going to never use it. You know, yeah. again, it's just the... the, the build uh, your credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, build your credit. But then my dad, like, you know, I tell people that now, and they go, well, duh. And I go, no, you have to remember... This that's, was 1978. No, that's You know right. what I mean? Yeah. My dad was That both, was unusual you know? in his time. I'm yeah. sure there was probably a few male darts flung at him on some level when he was, you know, enabling you to have that kind of independence. So, I mean, that's a great story. So you, so you get to... Did you ever have a great story where you met someone who recognized your potential and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not on the wrong path, right? Like, there's always stories where there's wolf whistles and this mm-hmm. entitled sort of, Ugh. you know, it's a, I, I, I'm writing a book, as you know, and, and it's about this metric that we talk about, this thing that was sort of ingrained in us and then was ingrained in our parents before them and so on and so on. And it's like, this is the way we do it. 
So this is the way you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they thought it was okay back then to, you know, it's objectify. Also just what they knew. Right? They knew only knew what they knew. And so we say today, when you know better, do better. So we are calling you higher today. Yes. We want to see, I made some mistakes pre COVID, you know, like at the beginning, I said some things I shouldn't have, you know, there's lots of things we're learning. And, and if anyone could just, just everyone really guys, mistakes are practicing living. It Mm -hmm. is, it's, it's part of it. If Mm. you embrace that it's like just lean into it let yourself learn don't shame yourself well if you think about it okay so you know everybody says oh a failure a mistake an error whatever you yeah. want to call it okay everybody's like oh that's how you learn and then it's supposed to console you but the way i look at it is we all as we all know we all make them but what we have to do is think of it as Starting over again. Yeah. But this time we have experience. Yes. Yeah. Here's a story. Right? Here's right? a story. I, this is a fun story I learned in coaching. I'm going to just summarize it in Cole's notes. Okay. I walk down the street. There's a hole. I fall in it. It's dark in there. I can't see myself. It's really dark. I, I don't know where I am. I feel around. And my eyes grow accustomed to the darkness. And I can kind of... See where I can put my hands. I crawl out. I'm free. The next day I walk down the same street. There's a hole in the street. I fall in. I knew it was there. I fell in yesterday. But I forgot. My eyes adjust quickly and I know my way around. I crawl quickly out. I go on my way. The next day I walk down the same street. I see the hole. I know it's there. I fall in anyway. Well, I quickly fall out. I don't even have to wait for my eyes to adjust because my body now is familiar with the area. I crawl up and out easily. I'm on my way. The next day, I walk down that same street. I see the hole. I walk down another street. And that is life. And if I knew that a few years ago, the shame, the shitstorm shame on myself and other things that I did... Um, you know, I would have been a much freer, you know, person. Now, I want to free up some others. So when we know this, we can just move past it so much quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is how life is. You fall in the hole. You decide if you're going to fall in again. If you have to one more time, you'll learn. Let's hope you avoid the hole like, mm-hmm. you know. Because we taught you something today or shared a, a story that it, it resonated, right? Yeah, yeah. My, um, you know, uh, earlier I said, you know, my father, my husband, very, very huge, woke. positive we say role. Woke. Yeah. They share the love. But They've, my son, yeah. I got to give him a shout oh, out, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kid. Yeah. I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so smart. He said to me one day, he said, Mom, he said, just because... You know, like I did terrible in math, right? And I got called like stupid and yeah. Me too, yeah. Yeah, so he said, the only reason you couldn't learn how to do it is not because you're stupid. He says, you didn't understand. That's not your thing. There's, no, no, not not that. It goes, in other words, there needed to be something for you to understand Mm -hmm. in order to move forward. You, I couldn't do those problems. You know, like if you had 10, oh, me either. A funny, a funny one the other way. If you have 10 dogs and somebody wants two, how many do you have yeah, left? Yeah, I always get them right. 10. I, I'm <laughs> you a, can't yeah, take I want two them all. Dogs. Yeah, I want them all. 
It's no, like but, yeah. Bridesmaids, that part in the movie. Have you seen that show, Bridesmaids? Oh. When she's like, and I'm taking all the puppies, too. I don't even care. Like, so Nine of them. Nine. And then, oh, she's, I love her. She's so hilarious. So anyway, yes. t- talk about your son. You no. didn't say his name. That's okay. Kirk Friesen, huge, huge shout out. Shout out. He always enlightens me. He doesn't speak. He's not a converse, an outward conversationalist. Yeah, no, he's really a <laughs> but thinker. But a man of few words, yeah. And, um, you know, a lot like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I drive him nuts. I know it. But, uh, yeah. No, but anyway, he, he said to me, he says, Mom, you just didn't understand. Yeah. Because it's the only way you can learn. He goes, that's why just this sort of normal range of teaching doesn't work for everybody. Sure. It's not that they... There isn't other ways. It's just that it's impossible for the school system. That's you know, right. To... Like if they were in the room now, they'd see I'm standing hmm. because that's how I, I'm at my best. Okay. My energy is always up when I'm up. Okay. When I sit, I don't like it. Hmm. And so I, I find I train my best standing. I find I worship best at church standing. And so, uh, you know, some kids need to do that. I, I diagnosed myself last year with ADHD and um, I've become an ADHD coach because of what I understand about the disease or mm. whatever disorder. It's, well, you know, neuro neurodiverse oh no. is what I call this. I don't think anyone is actually typical. There's no neurotypical. There's, we're all neurodiverse. And so what I mean by that is the metric by which we measure how we learn is, is what's messed. And that's what Kirk was saying mm-hmm. is that, that because I learn differently doesn't mean I'm stupid. Right. And, and because I don't have the same body parts as you also doesn't mean I'm less than you. And it doesn't mean I'm more than you either. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's this that's is the funny. metric. Yeah. It's, well, like, I, I love it. I, I saw something Priyanka Chopra was being interviewed. And the person interviewing her uh, was a male. Like, mm-hmm. you could hear the voice was. And he said something about equality and feminism and all that and she said no 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 hang on have you seen it no i know i'm I'm just hearing i know what you're gonna say i can i can read it let's get something straight here she said um all of these terms make me nauseous kind of you know she says all we mean as women all we want all we want all we want is to be you know up here brain the same you know consider it like just just same pay, same respect. We have the same brain. We don't think we're the same. Like I could never lift up no. a two hundred pound something something. There is you know no I mean? like question. It's, right. It's that all men are physically, typically not always. Yeah. Stronger than women. Of course. That is by design. Mm-hmm. But that is where it stops. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that indicates anything different. And as believers, we know the scriptures that say, you know, like if you believe what we believe, it's husbands. Love your wives like Christ loved the church and laid his life down for them as a holy sacrifice. If my husband is doing that, are we going to be willing to submit to anything he wants to do with us? Of course, right? It, this isn't about dominance or, or um, you know, even penetration. Sorry, bleep. Yeah. You know, that's not what this is about. This is about consideration. This is about equality. I'm sure that's probably what her message was. Well, I mean, I don't think that's, to me, that word is way too open to negative yeah. interpretation it's a That's negatively charged word yes it's a uh, t- to me just saying yeah, yeah we don't say sure, that for sure no right but 
you know, I, yeah, sure, I'd love to solve all those problems. We can't, uh, but you but what I'm saying, experience some yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, so I experienced stuff in the 70s, um, um, yeah, it, it, at a job that didn't last long, and it was horrifically, um, what would you call it, um, like male-dominant, like just, yeah. it was just... Uh, women were way way too um yeah <laughs> yeah it's just this marginalization that this this sense of um you know entitlement almost that we're seeing now culturally here in Canada and North America where if we just get down to the brass tacks of it all all we want is to just Everybody. reject hatred mm. and everybody has something to offer yeah all you need is love, <laughs> you know, and it is true. All we need is love. Mm-hmm. And when you look at people through eyes of love and you share love, you consider that everyone's broken and everyone is also healed. You know, we're, we're, we're complete as we are today. Um, but there's a journey that we're on and we wanted the world to know that, that the metric was off, you know, um, it's like they were measuring us because of our sex, mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, of what was under our clothes rather than what we could do. And yet we couldn't give birth. We could create human life within us. How is that not an equal participation? <laughs> In terms of strength, I would say it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Right? Three babies later, uh, I've got the scars to prove it. So do you. And I don't regret that. No, and my partner about, stood with I mean, me. Right? Yeah. Go, Andrew. For sure. You know, however, the things I thought, too, you know, were a bit off. I remember, you know, there. I have a few stories I could tell. But, like, just something happened recently. I settled uh, in an insurance claim. And uh, my face was burned at a spa. It was quite traumatic. And, um, you know, it was principle more than money that I decided this needed to be pursued because I thought the sort of malpractice of it all could happen to another person. And so I stood my ground as my mom would have called me to. And uh, we met in a four-way Zoom call with uh, my lawyer said, can you meet with the adjuster? You're really going to love her. Um, A woman of uh, another culture. So three women and then uh, somebody was coming into this call. So my lawyer said, hey, you know, probably someone higher up that wants to get this all settled up, right? So we're on this call. He can remain nameless. He had the audacity to look at me on the screen and say, Melissa, you're still very attractive and pretty, you know? Well, I was on a Zoom, so you can imagine what my face said. My lawyer... What my face is saying? <laughs> my lawyer said before the call, please don't lose your cool, because sometimes they'll try to get you to. So I took a few deep breaths in, and I said, okay, blank, whatever that person's name was. I'm not sure what being attractive or pretty has to do with someone who has disfigured my face. I believe this gentleman thought, whether it was cultural or it was a manipulation or he tried to leverage something, I don't know. It's how they're taught to start a conversation, butter you up, because women love compliments. He thought, by telling me I was still attractive and pretty, that he could subdue the claim. 
but rather, of course, you know that is not how that happened. <laughs> so my lawyer also quickly cut in so I would not lose my cool. God bless her. The other adjuster, who was female, did look mortified, of course. Um, We quickly ended the call, and I said to my lawyer, I'm not prepared to settle. I'm so angry right now. I need to breathe this one through. And uh, so I think our gentleman was probably regretting that now as the settlement became larger after that. Mm, Interesting. Culturally, it is not okay to diminish men or women or genders or colors anymore. No. And we won't be a part of that. Mm. And so... Thank you for being a foremother. Thank you for being an inspiration. I want you to tell me like something that you're dying to share with our audience. Something that you think, you know what? This is a story I want to tell. Mm. You got one? Yeah. I guess if we're talking about sharing the love, um, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have a great start in life with my career of 18 years as a travel agent. And, uh, and my boss was pretty cool. She led the office of 12 women nice. that's where i got all this from i'm telling you <laughs> she uh one day uh, we had a really good sale week like a good uh, and she she wanted to treat us all to the coffees that she always saw us walk into the office with which was what's that called starbucks you know oh, like it was wow. so cute yeah it was so cute she just had no idea yeah, what it was yeah. but she wanted to treat us to something yeah. so we gave her the order off she went and she came back with, you know, three trays of all this stuff we ordered. And she looks at the cup and she said, wait a minute. What? What? Is that, a, is that supposed to be a mermaid or a fish or something with her legs up around her head? And I looked at the Starbucks logo and sure enough, that's what it is, right? So my boss went to her. This is early uh, 80s early 80s yeah. mid 80s like it was 84 80s, yeah. 80, 84 when yeah. starbucks opened yeah and same year as pamper chef which is what i do shout oh, out pamper chef melissa <laughs> but uh so off she goes to her, to her office and she's just typing like that like you know madly typing a letter to head office seattle what are you doing this woman has her legs wrapped around her head like you know kind of thing Awesome lady. Oh, beyond. (laughs) I remember that Uh, logo seeing it, but I... Absolutely. So what happened after that? So anyway, so she gets a letter back, and the guy says, well, uh, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention kind of letter, but he said, as you can imagine, we can't change the logo at this time in the process where we've launched, this is everywhere. Wow, what a bold lady. Please accept this... Uh, you know, hundred dollar came out hundred dollars at the time, right? Uh, that was a lot of coffee. That's a thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, he is sort of like this is the best we can do here. You wow. know, yeah. So you know, she was RB RBG in it up, right? Well, she hey. was on the Supreme Court for the Starbucks inappropriate she, stuff. Yeah, she so, was. A o- what's OG, her name? Liz Welsh. Shout out Liz Welsh. Shout out Liz Welsh. She taught me lots of stuff. I think we're going to now just step into some shouting out. I want to shout out my mom, Mary Lee Fisher. She was Mary Lee Gatlin first. Um, taught me lots of hardships and victories. And I will never forget the wisest words my mom said when she was in the hospital. She said, honey, anger is a waste of time. Take that as a little seed of wisdom out there, 100%, listeners. 100%. So shout out my my grandma, Mary Gatlin. We're just ogling her beautiful 
um, antiques that I have mm. in my home that are the same ones that Monica has. So it just shows that we're so connected Ten there. Ahead. That's pretty cool. I want to shout out to my auntie Sally Dillman, who has been a rock and uh, like a big sister really more than an auntie because she's a little bit younger than my mom was. Um, I want to shout out my new sister, Nicole Enns. It's been pretty cool getting to know you and my new sister, Mandy. Um, you know, we found each other at a time in our lives where I think we're ready and growing and... Uh, I shout out my sister Candida. I hope uh, I hope you'll listen and know that you've got this same gift inside of you. I love you a lot, and of course I got to shout out my daughter's Faith and Cassia Tony's. Oof, my heart, everything to me. I'm so proud of the women you've become. You inspire me to be better and stronger and braver every day. Not to believe in misogyny, but to believe in equality and love and and the things that I'm unlearning because of you. I'm so, so grateful for that. Whew. You know, our girls, um, they keep me evolving. Me and yeah. unless unless you don't evolve, you're just repeating. There's nothing you can do... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I a do. hole in the street, right? It's, um, anyway, um, yeah, evolve, evolve. It's so lovely to see because, you know, my mom, for instance, was uh, silenced for a lot of years. I found out two years ago that I have an older, illegitimate, ooh, you know, brother. Yeah. And, um, and my poor mother went to her grave with that. And the guilt she must have felt having to give up that child, uh, you know, on, anyway. Yeah. You know, all these things going shame, through my mind for yeah. her. The shame she felt. The shame. This is what I'm talking about. This yeah. is how women were, were lifting treated. the shame. Lord, lift the shame. Right. It takes oh. two, but hey, yeah. she had to be listed on the birth certificate. He didn't. There's no father's yeah. name. Mm-hmm. He just, yeah. And, and you know, he just said, no, that's thanks. where the metric was also messed up, where they were even allowed to do that, mm-hmm. you know. But things are changing, I hope. And, oh, 100%. You know, let's lead by example. So I'm sure I want you to be able to give power to the names of those women that have called you higher. Monica, thank you for calling me higher. You know, my first guest was Heather, and she called me higher. And I hope we keep doing that. And uh, so go ahead. Who are your, who are your names you want to just... Gosh, I think you you made me name yeah, them all. Yeah, you've said them, yeah, so you don't want to miss anybody. But the cool thing is, is um, I'm surrounded by strong women. Uh, shout out to Gloria Barton, mm-hmm. who taught me um, that kids come first. She never, ever said a word to them about anything. Um, her husband and her, well, he left her uh, with a six-month-old and, anyway, two young boys as well and um yeah she would have to make a box of macaroni and cheese and feed the kids and she would have nothing literally mm-hmm. like i'm mm-hmm. not even making this oh, up wow. no and of course we do that that's yeah. what moms would do yeah. for their kids yeah. hopefully so she taught me that because i'm telling you i went through you know something you know my first marriage wasn't a uh, uh, a huge help. Success. success. There was a second one. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, if at first you don't, don't succeed, succeed. <laughs> don't yeah parachute. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and you know, uh, I learned from that that I made myself a victim, therefore ended up hating men. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that really took me to a dark place. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's But you weird. unlearn that and that's proof you can unlearn it. It's, that's what I mean. You have to re- evolve or you're on repeat. There yeah. is no other path. There's, you, you have to understand what you're you're going to do with what happened to you, yeah. you know, and it's blame and hatred and blah, blah. And uh, for whatever it's happens is a process. Yeah. So what people don't understand these days is all of the, these feelings are new. So we don't understand them yet. We don't understand that this is a process yeah. and we just have to be really patient with one with another ourselves. and with ourselves. Yeah. For- that's the one that's the hardest. I forgot to shout out, shout out a woman, um, in my life, like I want to shout out my my bestie Natalie Levine and and also Brandy Fusaji. You know who you are, Kathy Roberstad, Susan Casa. We, you know, I love how you teach me every single day, um, and call me higher. So you know, there. I think of what you said, and people like misquote things, but the scripture that I love that I really had to unlearn and relearn is people always say the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. That's not what it says. It says, you shall know the truth and it shall make you free. So I hope you heard some truth today, everyone. We've experienced a lot of truth in our years. We've got over 100 years of experience in this room. 110. (laughs) We got away with just a little bit of cats and dogs in the background, a few phone calls. Um, We love, love, love that you guys have taken the time to listen, and we hope you heard our hearts. We want to give you a giant squeeze through this, um, the airwaves, because we know this has been a, a hard time for people, and we're sending you and sharing the love. Men, women, he, she, they, we love you all, and we want you to know that we're going to relearn the things we didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, us older folks, we're learning. I always say, please, don't ridicule me. Educate me. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so teach me. And I want to learn. And I want you to learn from me. I won't be afraid if you ask me something. But that's rare. Yeah, that's it is. Rare it's a gift. Because people know that they have to teach their kids things. But then they feel like then their work is done. They don't have to learn anymore. Like they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, the, the kids will figure it out on their own from there. Well, no. It's like us being left alone, you know? All right, well, you know, I I hear my beagle calling. Uh So, guys, we love you. We hope you uh, have a wonderful and a blessed week. And thank you for listening to That's What She Said with Melissa T. And Monica Friesen. Thanks.